the following podcast is intended for adult audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The Iron Realm. Chapter 93. Contests. End. And Twilight were alongside Kailana in an instant, faced with the impassable stone wall where the exit to the sapphire chamber was only a moment ago. As Kailana sobbed, each of the unicorn girls trained her gaze upon the stone, but neither put her hands upon it, for they could see that Kailana had tried it already, causing her hands to bleed. them, and they began to feel light-headed as their lungs were assaulted, and as the wet liquid wept out from inside of them through their skin. The huge stone idol said at last, the face upon the wall ceased all movement, returning to its former state, a lifeless face in effigy amidst a pattern of sapphire stones. So ends the Grumark's challenge in failure. Solus and Celeste have been unable to emerge from the wall, and it is revealed now, too, that those who tried to rescue them will be unable to emerge from the Grumark's chamber. If Orson is your shared fate counterpart, strike the rope from your character record. Though what became of those who had successfully reached the Hall of Dreams 
their story is revealed to you. The Iron Round, copyright A. Lenzo, can be found online at theironround.com and at theironround.blogspot.com. Real Roleplay The Hall of Dreams was an experience of horrifying vertigo where it was impossible to know the difference between the ceiling and the floor. The lights in the tunnel were bright in ways that Amazar had never known before, piercing his eyes even when they were forced shut and burning the space behind them as he pulled the Lena after by the hand through the disorienting alien space. The wizard dared not look back for the rising, falling floor under their feet threatened to tip them both again into the sapphire chamber unless he forced his full attention, his full will ahead towards the aperture, their last desperate hope. And then they were falling. The landing struck hard, and he blacked out. When consciousness returned to him, Lelena was beside him, gasping, and Amazar was gasping too, as the world swam around them. The belongings they had rescued were scattered everywhere now, all around them, but they were out of the Hall of Dreams, back in the maze corridor that they had come in from before, and the vertigo had stopped, though it took some time for them to recover sufficiently enough to stand again. The pain in the wizard's temples was subsiding now, and there was at first something grounding about being back in the dark, although half a second later, this feeling was turning to dread. Lelena was failing from the loss of blood, and he knew now, too, that Master Brevik was barely alive in the aftermath of the Grumark's fury. Indeed, not a one of them had come out of it unscathed. Not the dwarves, nor the halflings, nor the thieves. The entrance to the sapphire chamber had vanished. Where it had been before, there was now only a solid stone wall, and Amazar silently put his hands upon it. Iona and Paola confirmed this in a moment, and Thora, too. It was impenetrable, and all their companions were sealed inside, as if into a tomb. Welcome back again, travelers. This is your Maze Master, Abel Enzo, bringing to you another tale of the Iron Realm. Well, it seems as if the tribe has at last escaped from the Grumark, finding a way to overcome his control and slipping at last out of his diabolical trap. Yet the cost has been very high, with half the tribe left behind, unable to find their freedom again. Yet Amazar and Lilena and the dwarves and the halflings and the thieves have not the luxury of dwelling 
on this tragedy, for all of them are without any food and without any water, with some of their number nearly dead from wounds, and the rest soon to die from thirst or starve. But listen on, if you dare. You've come this far with me, and I know you, like I, must know the end of this tale, however grisly it may be. Character 8 Whether Solus is your shared fate counterpart or not, if you decided that two total Bremen would survive the fight against the Pyroworms, then you may take a free roll for a transcendent rank under any discipline that you possess. And if you fell prey to the Pyroworms' burning breath, I hope you took advantage of any bonuses given under the evolution of fire. But if you missed out, on besting my Maze Master's challenge, or if you failed to capture the advantage from the evolution of fire, well, you could have. If you had picked up the appropriate strategy guide for chapters 91 through 100 for the Iron Realm Character 8 campaign. Find this and many other offerings at drivethroughrpg.com. <laughs> it's not too late to grab it now for the many challenges yet to come. Thank you for listening. I am Abelenzo, and it is my pleasure to walk beside you through the various wilderness domains of the Iron Realm. Travelers of the Maze Something interesting to share with all of you tonight, travelers and allies. The Iron Realm is the world's first play-by-podcast solo RPG campaign, and perhaps also the first solo RPG podcast. But as you may recall, the Iron Realm is alone in the maze no more. For a new podcast, Tale of the Manticore has taken up the mantle and followed in the footsteps of the Iron Realm. And for those of you who have heard Tale of the Manticore, I'm sure you share my fevered delight at seeing the Iron Realm tradition mirrored in a new exploration. But tonight I tell you that there is yet a third, forged from the same crucible. Tom, of the Solo Dungeon Crawl YouTube channel, has fanned the flames yet higher with his own groundbreaking Tales of Mistara classic RPG podcast with solo RPG adventures that took me back to my own earliest days in the RPG tradition. A new ally to the Iron Realm has come. Add it to your arsenal and for your consideration and with Tom's permission, I share with you tonight a glimpse into the tales of Mistara. Hi, I'm Tom, and I want to tell you about Tales of Mistara, a podcast that mixes storytelling with old-school pen and paper games. Tales of Mistara is a D&D game 
But without players or a dungeon master, there is only me, the rules, and the dice. Join me on your Apple, Google, or Amazon podcast app, or talesofmistara.podbean.com as I tell my story, where nothing is precious, no one is safe from the roll of the dice. Recently, I've been getting a closer look at level points for the tribe in preparation for this episode's Treasure Room segment. And I have noticed, after all, that Marks, in particular, should have acquired level 2 more than a dozen episodes ago. For the dwarf has indeed acquired the prerequisite number of level points for character level 2. This oversight will be rectified before the podcast is out, but I must admit, Marks has fared very well compared to the rest, performing some above-average roles, and coming through the horrors of the Groomark without losing even a single life point. <laughs> That's one stalwart dwarf, to be sure. Even so, if he is your character 8 counterpart, then in recognition of his later-than-expected level up, I do declare that character 8 may take a free award of 5 additional luck points to be added to your character 8 record. Consider it a gift for an unusually incredible dwarf, and I expect that more very interesting things are on the way for the elder of the dwarvish tribe. And so the tribe is fractured, separated, with each of their groups fighting for their lives. It seems an opportune time to double-check and specify the state of their equipment and the level point awards that have been earned. All those within the tribe of the wizard, Amazar Lelena, Thora Brevik, Marks, Iona Kana, Paola, Bardar, and Temek are considered to be possessed of their full gear, except for Brevik, who I should note lost his cutlass that was left behind in the sapphire room, and so it is struck from his record. The tribe of the wizard is also in possession of Stockholm's gear, Kailana's gear, and Len's gear. So Stockholm, Kailana, and Len are assumed to have no possessions anymore aside from Kailana's diamond ring and Len's platinum ring, which I am assuming they still wear upon their hands. Of those locked within the sapphire chamber, Orson, Nora, Twyla, and Nim are considered still to be in possession of all of their gear, whilst also being in possession of Celeste's gear and Solace's gear. As for Celeste, she is in possession of nothing at all, 
whilst Solus is also naked, possessing only those few items recently indicated. Celeste's green cloak, the gold ring, a pouch of gaming pieces, and the sword of heaven. I will also rule that Solus possesses still his fine platinum ring and his diamond ring, which he associates with Len and Kailana, worn alongside the fine gold ring from Celeste. And this is the status of all character gear. I'm taking a look at the level points too, and I'm seeing more than 10,000 points to distribute. So let's get to it. It looks as if it's gotten quite complex. So I'll break it down for you now as follows. So first, we'll take a look at level points that were awarded and distributed amongst the full tribe. That would be all 19 members. Points that were awarded to the group back when they were fully united, including Solus and Celeste. The overall character level of the tribe is considered to be level 2. For what I do is I take the average of all character levels and then round down. That means the roleplay bonus is 50 points for every applicable instance. And so the level points awarded to the full tribe are as follows. 50 points for the chapter 76 real roleplay segment, Vela's Disgrace. 50 points for the chapter 78 real roleplay segment, Halfling Heirloom. 50 points for the chapter 79 intro, The Grumark of the West Wall. A 400 point riddle bonus for the discovery of the Grumark's Chamber. 50 points for the chapter 79 real roleplay segment, Grumark's Terms. 50 points for the chapter 80 intro, The First Question. And 50 points for the chapter 81 intro, The Matron. That's 700 level points in all, split 19 ways, offers 36 level points each, with 16 left over, which I will award to Lilina. The second level point pool that I will consider is that of the full tribe, minus Celeste. This group is also considered to be a level 2 group, with a roleplay bonus of 50 points for any applicable award. This pool is given 400 points for overcoming the following Grumark's trick, open the portal, and 50 points for the chapter 82 intro, the sacrifice. This makes 450 points split 18 ways for 25 level points each. The next level point pool is considered a level two pool it is the full tribe minus Celeste and Solus. The roleplay bonus, where applicable, is 50 points per instance. And this level point pool includes all of the following awards. 340 level points for the Grumark's Fire Trap. 340 points for the Sapphire Shard Trap. 340 points for the Falling Rocks Trap. 340 points for the Erupting Steam Trap, 340 points for the Crimson Glass Trap, 50 level points for the Chapter 84 Intro, the Wood Elf and the Wizard, 50 points for the Profile of Swiftfoot's Fury, 50 points for the Profile of the Silver Sword, 
50 points for the profile of the white light. And 50 points for the chapter 88 intro, sealed in. That gives 1,950 level points, or 114 level points each, with 12 left over, which I will award also to Lilena. The next level point pool is for Celeste on her own. She is level 6, and so she will get the level 6 tribe award, a roleplay bonus where applicable, of 800 points. She gains 800 level points for the chapter 83 intro, Descent, and 800 level points for the chapter 85 intro, In Too Deep. She is awarded 800 level points for surviving the Grumark's mind control trick, and a further 50 points for surviving her descent through the Grumark's throat. That's 2,450 level points in all, awarded to Celeste. The next level point pool is for Solus during his solitary journey, and Solus on his own is considered to be a level 3 tribe with a roleplay bonus of 100 points per instance as applicable. Here are his awards. 100 level points awarded for the Bremen Creature Legend Profile, 100 level points for the Chapter 86 Intro Swallow, 100 level points for the Profile of the Ambush Statue, 100 more level points for the Chapter 86 Real Roleplay Segment Past Life Partner, 50 level points for traversing the Grumark's throat, and 100 for the Chapter 87 Intro, The Light and the Dark. Solus is also awarded 40 level points for the Chapter 88 Kroger Encounter, 100 level points for the Chapter 88 Real Roleplay Segment, The Twilight Domain. Solus is awarded 13 points for his encounter with the Swamp Leeches, 100 level points for the Chapter 89 Intro, Sword Vision, 30 level points for the Chapter 89 Kroger Encounter, 78 points for the Chapter 89 Poison Imp Encounter, 40 level points for Solus's encounter with the Cayman's Nest. And for the Brain, he is awarded 680 points for their first encounter. Next, Solus receives 100 points for the Kroger profile given in Legends. 100 points for the Chapter 90 intro, a bonus gun. Then, Solus gets 680 points for the second Bremen encounter, 680 points for the third Bremen encounter, 680 points for the fourth Bremen encounter, 10 points for the Chapter 90 Kroger encounter, 680 more for the fifth Bremen encounter, 100 points for solving the riddle of finding all the gaming pieces. Solus receives 100 level points also, for the Chapter 90 real roleplay called The Game. And finally, he receives 680 points for the negotiation with the Brayman over Celeste. The next level point pool includes Solus and eight members of the Brayman tribe, and together they are considered to be a level three tribe. Their awards are given as follows. 100 level points for the Chapter 91 intro, Memory of Her. 100 level points for the real roleplay segment of Chapter 91, Payment. 
100 level points for the Creature Legends Profile Aspect of the Arcane, 100 level points for the Chapter 92 Intro, Faces in the Stone, 100 level points for the Chapter 92 Real Roleplay Segment, Admissions, and 1,170 level points for the encounter with the Pyro Worms. All these awards are split nine ways, shared with the Bremen tribe. That's 185 level points each, with five left over, which I am awarding to Solus. Next, the awards for the tribe of the wizard, which includes the following members, Iona Kanapeola, Mark Stora Brevik, Lilena Amazartemic, and Bardar. 50 points for the Chapter 93 Real Roleplay segment, Dread and Vertigo. And 400 points for overcoming the Grumark's trick and exiting the Sapphire Chamber through the Hall of Dreams. That's 450 level points split 10 ways for an award of 45 level points per character. And there's a final level point pool. Those members trapped within the Sapphire Chamber. Kailana Orson Len, Stockholm, Nora Twyla, and Nim. A 50 level point award for the Chapter 93 opening contests and split seven ways. That's seven level points each, with one left over, which I will award to Orson. I'm noticing that Solis has a 10% bonus to level points, Len a 5% bonus, Amazar a 5% bonus, Iona Kana Paola each get a 10% bonus, and Nora gets a 10% bonus to level points too. I'm updating all their custom character records appropriately, and in the end, with consideration for all points given. The level points for the tribe are now as follows. Solus, 11,220. Len, 5,051. Kailana, 4,662. Stockholm, 5,226. Temek, 4,634. Amazar, 5,203. Leona, 6,062. Kana, 5,661. Paola, 5,987. Bardar, 5,194. Lilena, 4,175. Orson, 4,880. Nora, 6,215. Twyla, 5,171. Celeste, 30,921. Revit, 3,092, Dora, 1,944, Marks, 2,529. As such, the level points for the try have been distributed. Several level ups indicated, too. Details on all of these shall be given in future podcasts. But is this advantage too little and too late? Now that the tribe is split, scattered through the realm, it is yet anybody's guess who amongst them, if any, will be able to survive. 
Tribal Matters. It is 8.35 a.m. on the eighth day of Sakaris, with ten of the tribesmates having escaped from the Hall of Dreams. I'll draw your attention to position 1920. Just to the west of this is a stone wall. The remainder of the tribe is positioned on this particular square, as well as position 2020 and 2120 of maze level Alpha 1. Deprivation penalty, minus 2. The spells for the group, Amazon, Door Denial, times 2. Of the group, 3 are at full life points, Marks, Kana, and Bardar. Temek has 12 out of 18, Paola has 13 out of 20, Iona has 7 out of 16, Amazar has 3 out of 8, Thora has 3 out of 9, Lelena has 1 out of 5, and Brevik has negative 4 out of 9. Each member of this group has escaped with their full equipment, though it has been scattered everywhere in the hall. The only exception is Brevik, who has lost his cutlass, left behind in the Gumark's chamber, when he fell. If he is your shared fate counterpart, strike the cutlass from your character 8 record. The group quickly works to gather all the equipment that they can, working quickly in the hall to find it all. This takes some time in total darkness, even though they are guided by the dwarves' dark sight. So I will rule that it is 9 a.m. before they are ready to move from this spot. I will further rule that during this process, each of them is taking hold of a favored weapon as well as it is possible to do. The rest of the belongings remain disorganized for now, to be taken stock of later at a safer location. Speaking of such, two roaming creatures checks are required since the group is fully exposed for nearly 40 minutes in the hall. Rolling 2d6 with ones indicating a roaming creature encounter. And here it is. A two and a six. The group has been fortunate. And at last, with their gear donned or gathered, they must find shelter immediately. Room 6 is chosen as their target, and indeed Amazar and Bardar are well aware of its location relative to the Grumark's chamber, for indeed it was here where originally he joined with the Tribe of Solace. Of course, it isn't really the Tribe of Solace anymore, so from here on in, I am calling the group the Tribe of the Wizard. In any event, due to the penalties of movement visited upon them by deprivation, I'm going to rule that the group can actually only move one square every ten minutes. This is abysmal, for it will take them a full hour to get safely into room number six. And as bad off as they are in their current state, it's going to be imperative for me to put together a marching order. The marching order is as follows. Marks at front, followed by Amazon and Paola. Behind them, Lilena at the center of the group, Kana and Diona, Carrie Brevik, and at the back of the group, there's Bardar and Tamek. 
although Thora tails just after them so that she can keep an eye out with her dark vision at the rear. Very well, now that that's declared, let's see if they can indeed make it to room six. First roll is a six, second roll is a six, and the third roll is a four. There are no ones, so the group gratefully makes it to room number six. Immediately spiking themselves inside and taking the time required to finalize the organization of their gear as care as they can for their wounded. 9 o'clock a.m. moving to 10 o'clock on the 8th day. And by now, a serious problem has been identified. There's not a healer amongst them, for they have lost Celeste and Lang and all of the Unime. Additionally, they have lost the Sword of Heaven, and neither do they have either the Handmaiden of Aphrodite. Len's gear, Kailana's gear, and Stockholm's gear is in their possession, and this is placed at the northwestern corner of the room. Being in here is unnerving, since a former tribes member met his end here. The fighter, indeed, his corpse is still here, rotting and casting its stench through the room. Hardened by what they've seen in the maze, little is said of it, though the group resolves to settle down if they may, for the only healing left to them is through dedicated sleep. Although this luxury is only to be afforded to Brevik, for he is at negative four life points. And that reminds me, he's been moved again, so there's a 50% chance that moving him has opened his wounds again. This time I'm rolling it on a 20-sided die, and any roll 10 or lower indicates that he has lost another life point. A 17. The dwarf Brevik has been fortunate, for he has lost nothing else. He is laid down beside Tormaeus, the one who is dying beside the one who is dead. This shall be our outpost until the end, says the wizard, Amazar. If we cannot get food and water, we are as good as done for. Therefore, we must make of ourselves two groups. Lilena and I, and Thora, shall stay here. And we shall watch, Master Brevik. We shall keep the door to this chamber open, ready to retreat into it if it is needed, whilst you, Thora, and you, Lelena, will come with me to the crossway. If we keep our ears open, and if we are fortunate, we shall become aware of something that we can kill and eat. Captain, says Amazar then, and Bardar comes to attention. I am putting these others in your charge. It is up to you to take the water skins we have and find the waterfall chamber. Aye, aye, says Bardar, and he indicates by pointing Iona, Kana, Paola, and Tamek. As for you, Marks, he says to the Elder Dwarf, if you could lead us in the dark, it may go faster. For our part, I say we leave our armor behind, to move faster, if we can, through the maze. 
we leave immediately. We can't afford to waste any time. I would say this is wise of Master Bardar, for even wearing no armor at all, the move of any member would already be down to just ten. And should another day without food or water pass, they will be slower yet. And in another day, slower, making it increasingly unlikely that they would be able to make the round trip and return. Further, according to the rules for deprivation, none amongst them can go longer than three days without water before taking death saves, and very possibly losing members to death by thirst. The plan is set in motion, and by 10.10, Amazar, Lilena, and Thora have set up their ambush at position 2120, whilst Marx and Bardar lead the rest of the group into the maze towards the waterfall cavern. Amazar's group has their weapons ready. He is wearing his robes, Lilena wears her armor, and Thora her armor as well. They are ready for anything, needing only to retreat to room 6 if trouble should appear, and let's hope it's enough. As for Bardar's group, they have no armor at all, except for Tamek, who carries a shield. The marching order for Bardar's group, Bardar and Marks in the front, Iona and Kana second, Paola and Tamek last. I think if they are led by Marks and his dark vision, they should be able to go at their usual speed if they have a rope. Let me check the gear and see if they do. Indeed, Iona has a rope, so I will rule that this is the one they are using, each taking a hand to it in order to be led through the dark. Meanwhile, Tenek has a torch and tinderbox, and I will rule that if he is called upon, it is he who shall light the light. At 10.20, the first roaming creatures check will be made for Bardar and Marks and their group. Let's just see how far shall they make it before then. I'm counting out the squares. Ah, they are at the crossway that is just north of the bathing chamber. Position 1511. And here comes the roaming creature. Check. A one... It seems that even hoping for the advantage of speed, Bardar and Marks, and Temek, and the girls, are being approached now by some potential threat in the dark. Having their gear, but having no armor, all six of them very well may be wiped out in an instant. What approaches the dwarf-led mission? Can they survive it? And what of their hope for water? Deep in the tunnels of Alpha-1, this maze gets ever more dangerous. Escaping from the Grumark was only just the beginning. I am your Maze Master, Abel Enzo, isolated and alone in the maze. Their fates will be given next time, but will it be <laughs> their final fate?